Welcome to National Podcast Post Month here on the Odd Dead Out Podcast. I'm sorry if you're getting tired of hearing this by now. I don't know if this is the first or the 15th time you've heard this, but yeah, you got to get used to it because for all of November, I am foregoing regular format and I am talking to other podcasters, talking about podcasting and what, and, and because that's what I do. I love talking about podcasting. I love talking to podcasters because podcasters are interesting people. If they weren't, they wouldn't have a podcast. Oh, wait, that doesn't work for me. Never mind. But <laughs> I'd say that's pretty generous. <laughs> <laughs> They're at least interesting enough in their own mind. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that whole don't talk until I'm done with the intro. No, fuck it. I don't care. Today, I have the awesome the funnier than her shows may imply, because she doesn't do shows that are that are supposed to be funny. They're a little more serious, kind of. I don't know. No, I'll, I'll say it. A Girl in Her Horror is a lot funnier than, than some kind of brown, but I think it's yes. just that's a much more serious show. But I have Natalie from, like I just said, a, some, some kind of brown and A Girl in Her Horror. And at this point, I don't have a... A, a, a flow through of the way to describe your show or shows, however you want to say whatever you want to preferably pimp out or everything. I don't care. <laughs> so tell my dear listener, which is like three people. <laughs> it's much more than three. <laughs> five. Fine. Fine. Five. You and Kate. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell them what are your shows about what do you do (laughs) well uh some kind of brown is a podcast about mixed and multiracial topics or we do branch out into interracial adoptions things like that interracial dating i talk about what it's like to grow or what it was like to grow up in the south as a multiracial person and i have guests from other ethnic backgrounds who share their experiences as well. And then A Girl in Her Horror was started because Some Kind of Brown was my baby, and I was taking it a little too seriously. And, it, you know, sometimes podcasts grow slowly, especially not true crime podcasts <laughs> or yeah. paranormal podcasts. Yeah. So, we can't all just have that, hey, I'm going to tag it true crime and have 5,000 downloads yes. tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> That was stressing me out like a big time, even though I had people telling me that they liked some kind of brown. I had all sorts of good feedback. It was kind of disheartening. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a little fun podcast that I can whip out without too much thought and have fun with. And so I do a girl in her horror and try to review a horror movie in five minutes. That is surprising. The fact that you are able to like review horror movies, it is like the exact opposite. And I, I go like when it comes to horror movie podcasts, I listen to you and I listen to Kim and Cat Stay Alive. And they go through the entire plot like step for step for step and spoil the entire thing. And it's hour and a half, two hours long. They basically <laughs> run the entire movie and they play a game. You shrink the entire thing down into five minutes. You're like the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, spoil some things. Yeah, you spoil because you have to, because you're going, you have to, you can't run through the entire movie in five minutes without spoiling something. But 
And come on, it's in the intro. Duh. Yeah. But <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, there will you be spoilers. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know what? That was inspired by that the Billie Eilish song. Yeah, I was because like, <laughs> I hear with that. It. <laughs> I hear that. I was like, oh yeah, that's totally where she got this from. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and as long as she doesn't copyright that, duh, it's staying. <laughs> I think it's going to be like Taylor Swift trying to put a copyright on, uh, is it these fat beats or whatever the hell it was? Or these sick, oh. these sick beats. She tried to copyright these sick beats or whatever. Ooh, whatever. Yeah, I know. Uh, pretentious ass little Pris. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift. I just think she's one of those like obnoxious, so full of all of the crap. Uh, go away. Ah. I don't know her as a person. Obviously, I don't know her as a person, but I can, I really appreciate some of her songs and I like, like, they're fun. Yeah. And that's, that's it. <laughs> I don't want to know about her as a person because somehow, I mean, this is how the media works. I only hear these nasty things about her and I don't want to hear it. So. <laughs> it's funny the people who support it's funny when you see like the people that support the big celebrities like that or like taylor swift the ones who are like diehard supporters are the people who only know her through the music who they don't want to know any of the personal stuff or like anybody who supports ariana grande oh i definitely just want to know her music like you realize how much of a stuck up bitch she is Like, I wouldn't listen to her music for the longest time, and then I was like, fine. She has a good voice. I don't want to hear any shit about her, but she has yeah. a good voice. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm done with that. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, yeah, because... They're they're just they've been around the Hollywood and they're surrounded by yes men and people who make their money off of making sure they're happy. It's like no, you, you totally need to buy another yacht or this will be great for your image. And I hate people in the industry, whatever industry, who are telling you what you should do because it's good for your image or yeah, just uh, uh, handlers are stupid. Things that are not genuine. Yeah. But trying to bring it back around because <laughs> these are reviews. <laughs> I know. But so because you do these extreme different sort of shows, what actually got you into listening to podcasts in the first place? Because I know you have a, a long medical history of, yes. of issues. And was that kind of part of it? Or were you listening to podcasts before you were without a better word at the moment disabled i mean that's what i am i am disabled but um i got to the point where because i spend most of my time in a room which is so boring for someone who's extroverted like me i used to go out to some friend's house to dinner with somebody like almost every night and i went from that and working 40 to 60 hours a week to nothing so that was really, really jarring for me. And I actually was going to start a YouTube channel. I just wanted to start something that would get me in contact with people, some kind of avenue, because uh, I was doing ministry work. I'm not religious anymore. Uh, I felt like I was contributing to people's lives positively. And then 
I, I, you know, sometimes you get your identity stuck in things that you don't realize that you've tied your identity into and being able to talk to people about important things was one of those areas I didn't know I was so attached to because I love people. I love talking to people. I love sharing experiences with people. Um, if I can be of service to people, I love to help them through certain things that I've gone through. So it was going to be a YouTube channel. I got all the stuff I would need to start a YouTube channel. Basic stuff, like a ring light and a very basic camera. And the first day I went to record, I lost all my spoons before I pressed record. Do you know about no, the I, spoon I'm, thing? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not spoon? picking up as, as <laughs> a, a supernatural re- uh, reference. Uh, I do not understand this reference. It is not. <laughs> it, it actually comes from an article that became really popular for people who have chronic illness or chronic pain. It's like you start your day with a certain amount of spoons. So let's say five. And you can only do as many things as you have spoons, but some things take more spoons than others. Like taking a long shower and washing my hair takes two spoons. So I have three spoons left. I did the laundry. That's another two spoons. I have one spoon left. Do I want to watch be up and watch a movie or work on my podcast things or do i want to cook yeah. food for myself and that's the then that's all the allocation of spoons that i have so when you're when you have chronic pain or you have limitations you can only do so much in a day so getting all your equipment set up making sure my hair is nice putting enough makeup on to look like I'm not sick (laughs) by the time I finish I'm too worn out and can't record so it turned into a podcast because I had I still have a spreadsheet of like 90 to 100 episode ideas that I have (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing next week you've got 90 to 100 episode ideas yeah You've got two years of of podcast plans. I don't have two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, right now, I have two projects that I'm working on right now. One for October and one for November, but I'm pre-recording. And it's one for each podcast, and I'm pre-recording them this month. And that's, I mean, that's a good plan, especially when you know you've got stuff coming up that's going to keep you from recording or whatever i tried to do that before i went on vacation and then vacation planning got in the way of podcast prep and stuff and like nope i'm just gonna miss a couple weeks sorry (laughs) (laughs) well it helps that uh, i can talk about the a girl in her horror one because that one's been announced every other day in october i'm releasing a review of a movie like me but in a a slightly simpler capacity (laughs) It's very easy. You just watch a movie. It takes me 10 minutes to record an episode. I watch a movie. It takes me 10 minutes to record an episode. And let's let's rewind that for the listeners here. Your reviews are intentionally under five minutes by design. Yeah. Specifically, you state that in the rules in the first episode. 
So for listeners out there who don't understand the behind the scenes of podcasting, she just said it takes her 10 minutes to record a five minute episode. In case you yeah. don't realize, there's a lot of work involved in the bullshit that we do out here out in podcast world. Just okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of editing. And I learned something from I don't know where I learned it from, but it's better to pause then go and um stuff like that yeah. so it's actually easier for me to edit because i will try to not do those things and so it's easier to see those silence gaps yeah it's a lot easier to cut out dead air because it's a lot easier to see than if you're just looking at it and 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 yeah uh, looks yeah like words when you're looking at a waveform that looks like words unless you're one of those crazy people that's been editing podcasts and audio for forever and you can tell what words look like. And I can I can identify an um depending yeah, I was gonna on say, like, I always I'm, take out people's ums so I know what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I'm looking at like, but your um is unique to you. So I have to know I'm looking at your um versus I'm looking at Stephanie's um. And yeah. Stephanie's um is a lot sharper than your um, and your breath is a little bit different than hers. And so, but yeah, that's, but it, and it's those things. There's a lot that goes into this. <laughs> there is. And when we do episodes for some kind of brown, I might have an hour and a half or two hours of edited, recorded, not edited, of recorded content. And I get it down to 45 ish minutes. That's hell. <laughs> yeah. When I hear people that do that, I was like, holy crap, you guys record a lot of extra. But, and I see a lot of it, I think, is just because the, you'll, you'll just basically record. And if there's a mistake or there's something, you just roll through it. Right. Yeah. So sometimes, because of the nature of what we're talking about in some kind of brown, someone will want to elaborate on a situation. So I know what's going on. So we can know how to navigate that in the conversation but they don't want it included in the episode because it could be like very personal or whatever but it gives me they want to tell yeah. me they go further in depth with the story but you're like uh if they have that total haggard moment shouldn't have told you that <laughs> well i shouldn't have told the mic that <laughs> more of that <laughs> yes yes the, so I have that a lot of the time. Well, not a lot. And sometimes people get really impassioned. It's a very passionate topic. It's a very emotionally charged topic. So sometimes I'll have a guest that starts a thought and I'll be listening back as I record and they never finish it. So I have to take all of it out or make it sound like a complete thought. <laughs> yeah, that's always a fun one. Or like they'll start a sentence, but the sentence doesn't actually finish. And we're like, um, <laughs> meanwhile, listener is just, uh, what? Yeah. So I, I have to get creative sometimes. So I'm editing. I don't know how people edit without listening, but I actually listen to the track as I'm editing. Yeah. I don't know how you, it's like, how do you not? Like, I understand there's the, if you do minimal editing and you're just cutting out, it's like, if you're not, 
editing for content. And I think that's the big thing. If you're editing for content, then yeah, you got to listen to the stuff and maybe you have to move this segment here or there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're just like, oh, I need to take out, there's a big empty space here. I need to take that out. Or there's a point where, oh, look, I banged the table and you can look at the waveform and see there's a problem. This big spike. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big spike there. Cut off the ends, put in the music, have a nice day. But you know, when you're doing the detail stuff and yeah, that gets, it's just a lot behind this. There's so much work that goes in here, especially when you're doing interviews. Yep. And I do a lot of interviews. I love, well, I don't love, it's very easy for me to talk to myself (laughs) because I'm an extrovert. So I don't mind talking to myself, but those are always the easiest episodes for me to edit because I go into the interview with myself for the topic knowing how to talk to edit if that makes sense and so some of my guests aren't podcasters and they don't understand how to talk for a podcast or talk in a way that's going to be helpful for me so you get very interesting things (laughs) or you get the you get the situations where somebody like where they fumble over something but when they correct it you naturally correct it with an intonation to acknowledge that you're fixing the thing. Yes. But when you're editing audio, that means that the correction no longer matches with the original point. And so then you're, you've got this uptone. <laughs> yep. Sometimes I leave it like that because I think either one, people don't notice or two, it's not as big a deal. So yeah. And sometimes it's like the flub sounds more natural than trying to fix it. Like, yeah, I'll just leave it. It's like sometimes yeah. you, you mince words, sometimes you you fumble over whatever. So yeah. I do leave those in sometimes unless they're just excessive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I have two different podcasts, and because I'm crazy, I'm thinking of after I recover from my surgery coming up, of starting a sleeping. A podcast that you're is meant to listen to to sleep because people keep telling me I have a very soft, soothing voice. You do so, have a voice that would lend itself to one of those putting people to sleep shows. Like with the right content, I could see your voice being that. I wouldn't say ASMR because I don't really totally understand ASMR. I don't either. <laughs> but I could totally see you. Yeah, I was like, I know it's a thing. My understanding of ASMR is my wife watching videos of people cutting sand. So, <laughs> uh, my little sister loves watching people cut soap. Yeah, the soap videos and the sand videos and all that. Like, I, I don't get it, but it's like, it's like they're they're using a special knife to cut kinetic sand. It just, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. The closest thing to ASMR for me is watching guys like wood turning on a lathe, and it's like, look, that was a stump. Now it's a bowl. It's impressive. <laughs> I'm supposed to be about the sound. I know. Well, then the <laughs> I get that. I can totally chill. Like I can. That's my ASMR is the sound. The sound of a lathe. Oh my god! That's gosh. it. That's that's my ASMR. Or or there's a blacksmithing channel on YouTube that I follow. The sound of of blacksmithing. Totally. Yeah. Just hearing metal on metal and sparks and and yeah, totally. <laughs> that's the closest thing to ASMR. I'm, that is probably the most manly thing I will ever say in my life. But like, ASMR, blacksmithing ASMR. Yeah, that's it. 
Well, now you've probably given some guy out there an idea for a yep. podcast. I've always wanted a more manly ASMR <laughs> podcast. <laughs> now I can listen to ASMR and feel like a man. <laughs> when you're tired of waterfalls and... <laughs> Sorry, I need to make manly need, men out there. <laughs> I need to make this now. That's that's it. <laughs> okay. You're tired of all these girls with their sand and glitter filled. What is that slime? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Come here for saws and leaves. <laughs> I don't know if it's an old man. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be. I can't sound like a man. Oh well. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get back on to the questions that I prepared because holy fuck, I have questions. I know I have questions. (laughs) So we kind of, and I don't remember if if you said this before here or you said this when we were talking before, but how many podcasts do you actually listen to regularly? I have a problem. <laughs> so, Don't we all? <laughs> uh, I if I interact with you on social media and you are nice to me or you seem like a nice person and I'm following you on Twitter, I will eventually listen to your podcast. So I counted in preparation for this how many podcasts I have saved in my library on what's it called cast box hmm. is that what it is yeah that's i used cast box yeah so yeah cast box i counted <laughs> and made my girlfriend count because i was like i can't possibly have this many <laughs> yes you 90- can <laughs> i have 93 podcasts saved to my library that's impressive I, th- I, I think somebody through the course of this, I think I'm going to have to send somebody something for the biggest number. I don't know. But like, who's got the most number of podcasters subscribed to? Because like, especially talking to podcasters, we listen to a lot of shit. We yeah. listen to a lot of podcasts. And so it ends up with, you end up with like 97 podcasters subscribed to. I think I'm in the 80s. And that's after... There's some that ended and their feeds died. So I purged them or the yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I did like delete that. the short term podcasts yeah like i'm not subscribed to serial well like i listened to it okay bye it's done but uh cold was cold was one of those that i deleted after i finished it because it was just a um i can't remember the name of the person who's murdered because i'm an evil person but <laughs> <laughs> it was that mormon guy who Allegedly, but actually did kill his wife and children and himself. Yeah, I don't follow true crime at all, so I have no clue what you're talking about. Even if it was like a big case, I like I don't really follow that. It's like, yeah, I don't have the murder news, not big. The only reason I know anything about crap, what's her name? That crazy chick who murdered her boyfriend out here in Phoenix. Um, oh, I don't really know anything about her because it was out here in Phoenix and the trial was kind of a big pain in the ass because it made Is that a- Casey Anthony. No, Casey Anthony moved out here after uh, the trial. Oh, okay. so she lives like 
everybody out here knows where she lives. She lives out in Maricopa <laughs> somewhere, and Maricopa is like the Breaking Bad area of of Phoenix suburbs. But it, it's just way her. out there. But she lives. I think uh, Bristol Palin lives out there too. It's just the middle of fucking nowhere, desert. Like <laughs> no thanks. You drive through the desert for 10 minutes and you see this little oasis and off to the side is a casino. And then that's Maricopa. So (laughs) that does not sound like fun. It's not particularly like if ever I have to work out there, it's one of those. We're going to give you an hour of drive time each way because it takes that long to get up there. (laughs) Well, that's podcasting time (laughs) in my library of 83. I finished the entire library of eight because I'm a binger. So what I like to do is listen to one new podcast a week and review. Because you know those big follow Friday thre- follow Friday threads? Yeah. Like which get, those can, yeah. And I, I used to be a lot more diligent about those, but th- those get crazy really fast. Oh, I tweeted out that I blatantly was not going to do them anymore because it ends up being the same people. It clogs up your notifications. It seems to be something that's only for podcasters. So what I do instead is I try to every week pick a new podcast that I haven't reviewed or listened to on iTunes. And I'll listen to at least 10 of their episodes review them on iTunes, and then do a promo for them on Friday on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, that's that's basically a podcast that I was going to do. And I was like, well, I because I wanted to break off my recommended listening segment and just kind of like, you know what, for people who just want the recommendations, I'm just going to go through and do a formal review of podcasts and kind of break away from my, I'm not subscribed or like for my recommendations, they're all shows I'm subscribed to stuff. I, I thoroughly support. It's all positive stuff. Yeah. And I'm, but I was like, you know what, let's expand this and do a whole other show where I'm just doing like more full reviews with the, the good, the bad, the ugly. And is like, I may not necessarily be subscribed to it, but Hey, I mean, that's more in depth than what I'm doing. I just, Hey, if you like blah, 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 this person does this, they're really funny or they're really thoughtful, um, whatever kind of podcast they have, and I put it out there, and that's my follow Friday. It's a podcast, getting them out there, and if they, you know, just spread in some podcast love, because we're all out here trying to you know, screaming into the void, hoping someone will listen. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> what and what bigger void is there than Twitter? <laughs> oh, gosh. I hit 666 followers for about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for about five minutes yesterday, and I was so freaking excited. It was on my some kind of brown Twitter, and I screenshotted it, which I'm glad I did because... I swear to you, people followed me just to mess it up. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> I can't complain too much because like, I got new followers. But at the same time, I liked having 666. <laughs> right there, that's when you turn your account private and don't let anybody see it. And just like, yep, I'm going <laughs> to look at what I did. 
and it's going to stay like that. <laughs> nope. It's or you follow enough people just to get to that number and hold it there. You'd be like the that joke with uh, KFC where they only follow six guys named Herb and the five Spice Girls. Because what in the 11, world? It's, it's like because... You know, the Colonel's 11 herbs and spices. So they follow oh, six no. guys named Herb and and the five Spice Girls, and that's it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why? <laughs> because it makes for a great joke. <laughs> oh, it's almost as bad as just all of Wendy's Twitter. Oh, God. Wendy's Twitter is great. <laughs> there's there's no competing with Wendy's Twitter. <laughs> I... The snapbacks, those, those, oh, clapbacks, that's what it is. Those clapbacks are so good. Like, what, uh, what was it during the Chick-fil-A Popeye's feud over chicken sandwiches? And I remember Arby's tweeted out, hey, we have chicken sandwiches too. And, and Wendy's hit him, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked you, Arby's, sit down. So like, I'm sorry, I go to Arby's for roast beef, not for chicken or even their turkey. Apparently their turkey's good. And apparently the brisket's they have turkey? good. They have turkey. They have like all they basically had they have all the meats. They really do. But yeah. you go to Arby's for roast beef. I'm sorry. I go there for a beef and cheddar. I want the giant half pound beef and cheddar and a great big ass thing of curly fries. That's my day. <laughs> like I just I spent fifteen dollars on fucking sandwich and fries, but you know what? It was damn good. So there, I don't care what else, what other meats they have. I don't care if they have mozzarella sticks and shakes and they do breakfast. I don't care. What? Yeah, no, they do all the shit. They really do. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you I are want, known for the beef. Stay you are known for the beef. Your, stay in your circle. <laughs> I want my roast beef and cheddar and my curly fries and the rest of your menu can go to hell. I don't care. I'm sure there are people that love your Reuben. It, I'm sure. I'm sure there's people who just love that turkey club, but I am not interested. Well, that might make my girlfriend happy because she likes Arby's and I don't eat red meat. So. Yeah, they have chicken and turkey. Arby's again. Yeah. Hell, they have fish, I think. Ew. I think they have fish. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't totally trust that. But <laughs> that sounds like an awful idea. <laughs> like, just. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> Fish in general. I don't eat fish, so it's like whatever. I don't care. Fish as a general per general thing is a bad idea for me. But that's just me. I don't eat seafood. Eh. I love seafood. I, I just tell so people, people if they're going, if I'm invited over to someone's house for dinner, I have to have this awkward like, "Hi, I only eat things that fly or chickens or <laughs> or chickens." It's like, oh shit, chickens don't fly. Yeah. I only I only eat wild that chickens. have wings. <laughs> I only eat things that have wings and things that are found in the ocean. And I'm lactose intolerant. And if you use celery in anything, I'll stop breathing. Okay, thanks. Uh, medium rare penguin steak. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got no wings, celery. wings, and it's in the ocean. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Poor penguin. <laughs> Apparently, it's illegal to eat penguins. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and apparently they taste like shit anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I will eat foods that don't look like what they look like in life. Because Ground. I was vegan for a while, yeah. and now it's a little bit hard for me to get all the nutrition I need with dietary restrictions, so I had to start eating some meat again. 
but um, mm -mm. I, I still have problems eating meat. I can't think about it too much. And if you give me something that resembles what it looked like in life, I can't eat it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to continue on with our questions. With <laughs> We went to eating penguins and, and, and vegetarians. Like, nope. Oh, well. <laughs> well there, here you go. There are plenty of vegan podcasts, but none of my 93 podcasts are vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, that's the thing. Even when I plan to have questions, fuck the questions, because this is more fun. It's not raining. It's just the roof. Okay. And it's dripping. Where is it dripping? Outside. Okay. Because <laughs> it is wet. I know, it's raining. No, it's not. It okay, is it done raining? No. Okay. It's still raining. Okay. You got your future weather reporter right there. <laughs> yeah. They're just it's like outside. Yep. <laughs> Dad, it's raining. I know. I can hear it coming through the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's still wet. Yep. <laughs> I had what? one. Uh, it was with Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, and we were in the middle of recording, and a hailstorm started on my end. Ooh, and so thanks. I just had all the hail and everything pounding against my window, like to the point where, like, I had to put it in the intro. It was like, yeah. So right about halfway through this, a hailstorm started, and I really didn't feel like cutting all that out. <laughs> so we were saying, I don't listen to vegan podcasts. <laughs> Who <laughs> wants to? <laughs> you know, vegan people. Not people who are eating vegan for health reasons, which is what I was doing. Yeah. But like. Vegan is a lifestyle. <laughs> they can get pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I talked about that on the show, too. It was that Moby got a vegan for life tattooed on his neck. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, enough. Really. It's right up there with how do you know the vegan in the room? Don't worry. They'll tell you. Yes. <laughs> And it's I always the ones that are for a lifestyle. If it's for a dietary, like medical reasons, you have yeah. to be like my sister had to be had to. I mean, technically not vegan as a lifestyle, because that means like clothing and all that stuff, too. Right. But dietarily speaking, she had to go vegan for a while because she had what turned out to be like some sort of a stomach cyst or something that if she Ay. had animal protein stuff at all, she got really, really sick. And then they found out what it was. Surgery all better. Now she puts away steaks like it's nobody's business but yeah unfortunately i can't handle red meat my stomach i don't have a gallbladder my stomach doesn't produce the enzyme that uh breaks down red meat anymore so it's just a bad situation if i eat it um but yeah i was vegan for health reasons i have an autoimmune disease disease of the thyroid and a month after going vegan, I, I had been doing research because I was just miserable. I didn't feel well. The medicine only helped so much. I looked at some websites and read some uh, actual medical journal research they were doing. And they, you know, a lot of vegans had really high results of being in remission. I started eating vegan and within a month I was in remission. Hmm. So, but now I don't have, I have like 25-ish percent of a thyroid left. <laughs> and I have to eat some meat, but I have to be really careful. 
Damn. But, yeah. It's all about the hormones. <laughs> yeah. Hormones are not fun and, and hormonal issues are not fun. I can definitely, uh, my wife has a thyroid problem. Hell, so does our dog. And it, it's kind oh, of weird. dietarily, they're actually on the same medication. It's really funny. But <laughs> they, Interesting. it's just a different strength, but they're on the exact same medication. It's really funny. But yeah, it, it totally messes like dietarily. It really messes with her. It's like, oh, yeah, this means that like she can't certain things mess with her system more than mm-hmm. they used to. And like half the thyroid thing, half the medication from the thyroid thing. Yep. And yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I until my surgery on the 16th, I'm on like the white food diet, basically. Have you heard of that? No, but it sounds racist. It's not. (laughs) It's if it's not white, you can't eat it. (laughs) So like. Is it reverse racist? What is is that? (laughs) Well, you're eating rice and egg whites and rice. Yeah. Does chicken count if it's undercooked? <laughs> it has to be over. Uh, everything it's got to be like boiled chicken like, or steamed chicken or something. Yeah. Everything I eat has to be easily digestible, low fiber, uh, or I will end up throwing up and then going to the hospital. Oh, joy. Yeah. We found that out. <laughs> it's like, you want to know how I learned that? Yeah, Yeah. I eat after nine o'clock. I have gastroenteritis too, so my body doesn't process food fast enough. So we had a late dinner, which we used to do a lot, like 10 o'clock. I woke up, like shot out of bed at five o'clock, threw up, and then almost passed out from pain on the bathroom floor. And in between gasps of like pain and I can't breathe, I had to talk my girlfriend through talking to 911 because she'd never called 911 before. She's like, what do I say? Help. Help. (laughs) Help. My girlfriend is dying. I'm something. I don't know. I tried to, in the nicest way, be like, tell them I'm on the floor and I passed out and now I hurt. That's all you have to say. They're going to ask you questions. (laughs) Like, bless her heart. Stress, like, stress. I mean, but at the same time, when you, you get stressed and, and anxiety and stuff, then you, your brain just pfft, gone. So, like, you could have been the you've gone to medical school, just not taking your test, and then you're on the phone with with nine one one, and you're like, uh, <laughs> there's lots of red stuff on the floor. Fuck. Oh I don't dear know. God. <laughs> I'm very good in stressful situations. I mean, I was tap conscious on the floor. Trying to calm my girlfriend down. I'm the one in pain. (laughs) I'm the one over here that's dying. I'm the one that needs the ambulance. Why am I the calm one? Yeah. And uh, there was one time. I have a scar on one of my arms because I was basting chicken uh, about 10 or so years ago. And my youngest sister was watching. So she was about eight or nine. So I was just basting the chicken, and then one of the cats comes and bumps the lid of the oven. Fucking cats. It's a 400-degree <laughs> oven oh, that shit. is now closed on my arm. Ah. Oh. Yep. And my sister is just staring. Bitch. So, <laughs> well, she, 
she got scared. She's the youngest. Oh so uh, yeah, like, I mean, it's and it and it's again, it's the shock thing. Yeah, you just, your brain goes yeah, and yeah, like you don't believe what you're seeing, and it takes right. your time. It takes your brain a minute to process the holy shit. Am I seeing what I'm seeing? It did not take me that long. I immediately took the lid off my arm and went. It's okay. I'm not hurt. <laughs> I'm. I was. <laughs> I'm a really convincing liar. I did. I literally closed the oven, went over to the sink, and I was like, "I'm see, I'm just putting cold water on it. It's okay." And she's over there, like. (laughs) I'll admit, I've had to do that before, where like something really like sliced my hand or something, cutting something at work or something, and like have to be super calm about. It's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding profusely, and I have to very calmly walk over to the sink and wash and clean it up and get a bandage and do all this stuff so that nobody freaks out or you know stuff like that. like man your story is so much worse mine my oven story involves me being like four years old and helping mom make cookies and not using potholders oh god <laughs> yeah i was like i just go to take the cookies out of the oven grab the pan barehanded and grabbed it ah, and put it up on the top of the stove and then them grabbing like <laughs> Getting out all of the bandages and stuff because I just grabbed a freaking pan of cookies out of the oven with my bare hands. I love that you had this the ability to put the cookies on the counter instead of just like dropping the pan. <laughs> well, if I don't, if I drop them, then we don't have cookies. We have to have the cookies. <laughs> like injuries be damned. I want me some cookies. It's almost as bad as my brother. My brother is 20 months younger than me. And we used to like watching whoever was cooking. Just we'd stand really close. You know, you have a kid. Kids are like face in the danger. Yeah, my boys are like that. Anytime I'm cooking, they're right there. And like, no, you can't stand in front of the stove. I have to stand in front of the stove. You can stand next to it. (laughs) Like, no, I can't see, Dad. (laughs) But so my mom turned the turned one of the burners on and she took our wrists and held it over not like super close just enough for us to feel that it was very hot and she did one of it one at a time so she put my hand over the stove i you know retook my hand back because i didn't want to burn my hand she tried to do the same thing to my brother had him by the wrist and she thought when she let go he would do what i did and take his arm away Oh, no. No. (laughs) This boy slammed his hand down on the burner. (laughs) Good job. Uh, A plus. (laughs) I I was like, I I had a feeling I knew where this was going and I didn't want it to go there. Uh. (laughs) A plus. (laughs) (sighs) That's, That's kind of how you know how your kids are like that's one of those future determining things yeah is my kid going to avoid danger or am i going to have to like start a running tab and get to know all the doctors in the er getting back to podcasting because we could probably share weird crazy stories for forever oh i'm sorry (laughs) eventually I'm, i'm like i feel like i just need to recycle this later as your big feature a guest spot, but I don't know. <laughs> Save you the trouble, but then it might just be fun to have new conversations. I was going to say, I'm not going anywhere. We can't do this again. 
<laughs> you can come on my show and talk about I I feel like I I think it was when you were talking to believer skeptic or something that race isn't a big factor in your self identity something like that Yeah I that's one of those I I'm outwardly white my you know for all intents and purposes you cannot look at me or look at my name and tell that my that I was raised in a Hispanic family. I don't know the white side of my family other than like my immediate family. Like my, I knew my grandfather and I've met my dad's brothers and sisters maybe once or twice in my life. I don't know that entire side of the family. I grew up with the great big, you know, there's, you know, my big fat Greek wedding. Well, when my wife and I got married and my grandfather's funeral, I was like, okay, well now you get to meet my big ass Mexican family. And my generation of cousins, I think there's about 50 of us. Yep. And <laughs> That's in, how it goes. yeah, in in the you know, my wife got introduced to the whole family in one like we'd been married for just under a year, I think. Yeah, it was just under a year. And she got introduced to the whole family at my mm-hmm. grandfather's funeral. And it was just sensory overload for her. Like, oh, yeah, there's 130 great grandkids. That's how black families operate, too. I was like, like, oh, yeah, there's like 30 or 40 grandkids and 130 great grandkids. And there's about 20 great, great grandkids. And guess what? Everybody's here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, that's what I so for me, like my family background and my cultural background is in that that family but you look at me and i'm white and and so but i i've never cared it's never been a like no i'm i'm just me and yeah i believe it or not i i grew up making tortillas with my with my nana and and all of my my family references are in spanish and whenever i'm around all of my like it's the funniest thing because most of my generation we're all half we're all like, yeah. It seems like all of my my aunts and uncles all ended up marrying white people. And so we're all half. All of my cousins. My first cousins, a lot of them did that. But it's funny because my brothers and sisters, we're the only ones who appear white. Everybody else looks Hispanic. We're all the same generation. We're all half white, half Mexican, but they all look brown. We are all white as fuck. And my sisters are all pale as hell. <laughs> like. How is it we're the only ones? Like, none of our cousins, none of them, even the light-skinned ones still look just like light-skinned Mexicans. <laughs> like, how the hell did this happen out of all of us? We're the only ones like this. The hell, man. I'm telling you, genetics Genetics is weird, and when you have mixed kids, you never know how they're going to come out. And congratulations, you just earned yourself a future spot on my podcast. <laughs> but I will say that... um. I am a disgrace to every Mexican grandmother. I will make maseca tortillas with a press, and you cannot stop me. I have a press. My press sucks. I need to get a new one because I can't roll. It's funny. I can bake bread, and I can roll and hand roll a pizza blindfolded. (laughs) They tried to teach me that hand thing. Uh uh-uh not i don't play that game just give me a press (laughs) 
But yeah, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> but so what's, what's back to my, but the big I, one yeah. that I end everything on. If you had to recommend <laughs> one, only one podcast to someone as their very first podcast listening experience besides yours, because it's right. <laughs> what would it be? I, this might be out of left field. I would actually suggest Wine and Crime. Hmm. I know the name. I have not heard, I guess I'm not a big true crime person. So that's the thing. They don't always talk about murder. They talk about crimes. So they've talked about robberies and people who've done stupid scams and things like that. But they always have a wine pairing for the crime. And it usually has something to do to tie in with the topic. And the reason I would probably suggest that is because they cover, like I said, all sorts of different crimes, but they're also extremely self-aware and honest and seem like genuinely good people, despite the fact that they are scary Northerners. Well, they're Midwesterners and they have a tendency to be abrupt and take no shit, which I'm starting to learn how to take as someone who was raised in Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> cultural differences in different parts of the country are very jarring. Yeah, people, I, I'll just like look at my girlfriend and be like, that was rude. And she's like, what was rude? Well, they just like made fun of so-and-so and said all of this. That's because they like them. What? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But whatever, people here are like, once they... They don't talk to you. They will bump you. But once they are introduced to you, there are no holds barred. <laughs> hey, uh, but it's honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's it makes for a really good podcast. And I don't know. I I just really like their personalities. They do. Are they very clear? about current topics and uh, current events and how they feel about them. And as someone who's mixed, it's really nice to hear three, I think they're all white women, talk about events in probably a liberal, I'd say, perspective. Like, it's, it's very refreshing to have people outside of the community being like, hey, we need to be good allies and recognize these kinds of things i like that but they don't seem like they're actually nasty except if someone messed like was rude to them i'm pretty sure lucy would just tell them they're rude that they're a rude bitch and they ignore their existence amanda would make a scathing joke and kenyan would either have a laughing fit and stop breathing because they're awful or stab them. I don't know which one. Who knows? <laughs> don't worry just about some the, fun ladies. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, sorry, there's a risk of stabbing with this one. Just watch out. Just Kenyon. Kenyon has like... She's really, really fun. And she seems easygoing. But sometimes when you get on a topic that makes her mad, you go, Oh, you're the scary one. <laughs> Lucy seems like she'd be the scary one, but it, uh, uh, it's Kenyon. 
you got to worry about those people who seem all cool <laughs> and mm. nice until they get mad. Yeah. We're, we're the... You got to worry about the quiet ones is what they say. It's like, they yeah. seem really nice. And then you pissed her off. And now there's... What's it? A, damn it. What's that truck? That song about maiming a truck? I forget. I have no idea. <laughs> it's like Carrie Underwood or whoever just uh, totally abused her carved a name and all oh, this. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Something about setting at someone's truck on fire. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. But first thing I hear in that song is, bitch, you literally just left evidence. You carved your name into his seats. <laughs> it was vandalism until you wrote your name on it, idiot. You could have blamed thugs. Well, I am one of those people who thinks they're terrifying, but I'm like 5'4". I have extreme baby face. I sound like I'm 12, and when I'm angry, I sound like this. And, yep, (laughs) yep. Uh, You kind of have angry chihuahua when you get mad. That's what you're saying. Yep. Um, I have friends who, like, this is seven or so years ago when I was working at a restaurant, and the the cooks were trying to give Patronuses Patroni to the servers. Patronuses. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I walk in and they're like, you'd be a little lamb. So I would not. I said, I'd be really scary. And they're like, oh yeah, real, real scary. You'd be like a butterfly <laughs> flying around when you're angry. So I became butterfly. And for the rest of the time I worked there, every time I came into work, I would be greeted with butterfly. Just like that. <laughs> Butterfly. <laughs> like, look, bitch, monarchs are poisonous, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in Michigan, weed is legalized recreationally and mm. medically. But it's up to the the owners of wherever you are if they're going to have rules and regulations about yeah. it. It's like your your employer can still say, I don't allow this activity right. in while you're working. Yeah. So our roommate smokes weed, and the our neighbor is this crazy white lady who she's she's nuts. She left a post-it note on our door that says, "I smell what you're doing." And I go into my room, and I've got five different colors of sticky notes, and I come out with stick like five different color sticky notes and. A marker and my girlfriend. Oh no 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 no! Because I was going to <laughs> fill her door with different colored sticky notes. <laughs> That's my version of being mean and terrifying. I, I, I just draw a big pentagram on her door. <laughs> That's what you're smelling, bitch. <laughs> it's witchcraft. Like, which would you rather have next door, a stoner or a witch? You decide. <laughs> I still wouldn't be terrifying as a witch. I don't know. My life goal is to become terrifying one day. (laughs) And that's why you started a horror podcast. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I was talking to a voice actor and we determined that I am very good at one scary thing. Mice are scary. Mice (laughs) are scary. So, yeah. (laughs) This is this is the scary. You want to come and play? In the right context, that can be terrifying, yes. Uh-huh. I played 
hide and go seek with a bunch of kids and and it was in the dark and i walked around going i see you uh yeah yeah you don't want to hear that coming out of the dark yeah (laughs) because they all ran away yep (laughs) they're not gonna try and find you yeah (laughs) i didn't have to try i just had to walk into room and go i can hear you breathing (laughs) psychological torment that's the only thing i'm good at It can be a terrifying child <laughs> on a movie. <sighs> it works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You're gonna hear that pop into your head. Yeah. You're welcome. Like every time I listen to your show, like that's all I'm gonna hear now. <laughs> wow, she's talking about serious racial topics, but. I can see you. <laughs> I can hear you breathing. Come out <laughs> to play. <laughs> That's why I end my A Girl in Her Horror podcast with, I hope you're not afraid of the dark. Because <laughs> I want you to have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those will do it. I'll, yeah, so, so. I'm not I'm a horror movie guy, but I'm I I'm not one of those like gets freaked out by it. I haven't gotten scared by a horror movie since I was a kid. I thoroughly enjoy them. But yeah, sometimes you <laughs> sometimes the atmosphere is creepier than the movie, but creepy atmosphere yeah. works and you just demonstrated creepy atmosphere. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my horror movie podcast is just like it's basically a challenge. If I'm not scared, I don't like your movie. I will tear apart your writing. I will tear apart <laughs> your stupid info dumps of macro shots in the beginning. Which this next episode is so mad. I can I do better? I don't know. But will I still tear your movie apart? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I don't like gore either. It's, it's lazy. Sometimes it's like different. It depends on the style you're going for. Sometimes gore works and sometimes you want all the gore like slashers. You want all the gore, but if it's supposed to be more of a paranormal psychological thing, you can get away with zero gore and be more terrifying. It's really about like, cause there's so much horror and, and heavy metal go hand in hand, giant blanket category. But then there's a million and one splinter sections Mm -hmm. and you know, and they're really like they're related, but they're distant. They're all distant cousins. <laughs> yeah, I just I tend to go towards uh, slow burning, creeping. You can't get away, and it's coming for you. Horror, which works. I enjoy that. Which <laughs> <laughs> probably sounds weird. Yeah, because you haven't done any slashers. You're doing all of the well, modern horror is much more anxiety and and situational. Yeah. So, but. <clears throat> Because we've been going on and on and on and on forever. And like I said, we have lives to live. Yes. <laughs> Before we go, one more time, where can all of the people find you out there who want to listen to you and all of the craziness you do, whether it's serious social stuff or or silly uh, horror movie uh, <laughs> critiquing and, and, and dismembering? <laughs> well... If you're interested in racial things, 
and talking about race and some current events. Uh, also, caveat, I am what you would call a liberal, so racists need not apply. You can find me at some kind of brown on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to me be a little more goofy, a little more silly, and tear apart, or praise a horror movie, which happens sometimes, you can find me at a girl and her horror on Instagram, and then a girl her horror on Twitter because someone else stole a girl and her horror and i can't find them so <laughs> you find them in a dark room and scare them into giving up the name <laughs> yes i will send all the voice recordings of me being a terrifying young child getting closer and closer and closer or something but i feel like i'm coming yeah technically i think they yeah <laughs> i was like i don't know who did it but they suddenly gave up their their screen name to this girl over here <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for coming on, especially just because we haven't known each other that long. And it was really cool of you to agree to do this and Ooh. for all of my craziness. And <laughs> we need to do we need to do this again. I agree. Because, yeah, this this was fun. And I can only imagine how any of the rest of these are going to go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on again, because it was there was just so much fun. There's so much that I just had to leave off. I cannot believe that this what I'm giving you is so long. Seriously. <laughs> but again, you can catch me at odddadoutpodcast.com. Uh, subscribe to the show. Do all the things. Share it. Do all the I'm I'm so I'm, I'm, I've said it so many times. I'll, I'll spare you. But until tomorrow, oddballs, or whenever I manage to get to this, thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs>